Stream the show on demand at catchacanradio.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams, and it is Mystery Friday, ladies and gentlemen. For those who have never tuned in with us on a Friday, uh, we every every Friday we have uh, Steve Carmen call in. Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis, and his career in private investigating has taken him all over the world. He's the president of the Homeland Security Foundation of America. He's done private private security for Little Wayne, Kid Rock, all kinds of cool things, and he's on the phone with us right now how's it going steve hey joe how you doing there i am doing really really well i am I, my uh my reading is, is saying that we're really really loud right now so i'm gonna uh, uh dial us down just a little bit uh, duh, 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 duh. all right i think we are in the pocket steve i had the best night's sleep last night so i've got this fantastic uh bamboo bedding right so I'm washing my duvet cover right now, and I've never actually slept on my duvet itself. So while my duvet cover was in the wash and the dryer last night, I felt a little sleepy. So I couldn't wait for the dryer to be done with my duvet. So I sl- for, 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 for the for the dryer to, to to be done with my duvet cover. So I slept right on the duvet. And let me tell you, my first experience sleeping on the duvet, it was like a cloud. I want to do it again and again and again. But I have to protect. The, I have to protect the duvet so I won't be sleeping sleeping just on the duvet again but it was quite the experience last night how, how was your night steve <laughs> it was a really good show everything's going fine here sure is very very busy very busy so uh so you missed us last week you're in the middle of a deposition can you talk about that at all yeah actually i tell you what happens and this is no surprise to some folks familiar with the uh, system, but the criminal system, but uh, some folks agreed to a to plea bargain, and they sort of lead the prosecutor along, and they'll come up to the last minute and try to cut it, like we'll call a secondary deal, a better deal, which, of course, if you're the prosecutor, makes you furious, right? Oh. So, of course, then they tell people, if you're uh, going to testify, hey, we won't need you, turns at the last second we do need you so that sends people like me scrambling to get to court well there we go uh but but now you're back with us uh so while you were away little wayne got into some trouble he uh he pulled a gun on his security guard apparently and since you've personally done security for little wayne i want to talk to you a little bit about that experience yeah, I, I can tell you, I, I did know him pretty well. We talked in depth. Uh, he opened up. I certainly did. I can tell you, Joe, I in no time, like I'm going to be real honest with your audience, you know, that I'm not like a real musical fan of his. I'll say that. But, you know, that really doesn't matter about him uh, because the whole time I was with him, we both opened up. He couldn't be any more nicer, any more polite and courteous. Yeah, I called him Wayne. He called me Steve. He just hung out, <laughs> chatted about many things. I never saw that side of him, Joe. Never once. Never was out of line or, or demanding. Um, would like to maybe speak to to a couple different things on that with regard to maybe what the bodyguard was doing, who I do not know personally. I want you to to know that. Um, but it will, it will say this though, right? Um, most bodyguards, at least professional ones, are very good, Joe. You get a couple that are hanger, hangers on, what I call, and a couple that sort of turn the other way, right? Uh, you can sell these pictures to paparazzi. You get a picture, 
you know, of a star's wife in a bathing suit. That's worth so many thousand. Is you know, some of the guys and the ladies will turn for for that cash. You know, the allegation here is that pictures were being taken inside of Wayne's home that only certain people would have had access to. Mm. So Wayne knew it wasn't him, his lady. Only really, there's a couple of people, Joe. You know, am I saying that th- this guy's guilty? No, I, Joe, I'm not. I don't know that, but certainly, you know, Wayne thought that from the, you know, from the point of access. There we go. So Steve Carmen on a first name basis with Lil Wayne says Lil Wayne is a stand up guy. Um, speaking of Lil Wayne, please check Lil Wayne out on Alicia Keys's new album. The whole album is amazing. The album's called Keys. I listened to the entire thing last night. Uh, well, yesterday afternoon during uh, Bicep and Tricep Day at the Rec Center. And let me tell you something: the experience of the album was uh, transcendental, if I might, if I may say so. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, uh, so for those just tuning in with us this Friday, welcome to Mystery Friday with Steve Carmen. Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis. Though his 30-plus year career in private investigating has taken him all over the world, he's worked for the White House. He is the president of the uh, Homeland Security Foundation of America, and he calls in every Friday to give us three stories from his career, and he ends with a safety tip. Steve, what story do you have for us this week? Well, I feel what like to maybe add a little twist with, with Wayne in there for, for your listeners, because I've had your listeners ask me before, Hey, what happens when someone does something illegal is a celebrity? That question comes up, right? Oh. And this isn't a reflection on Wayne. He never did anything illegal when I was with him. I want to stress that to your listeners. Again, he was a perfect gentleman the entire time. But what I do when I'm hired on is I tell folks, hey, look, you know, I'll give you 100%. I give you everything. Your conversations are private. If you say something uh, colorful, even if you say something politically incorrect, something I do not agree with, that is your private conversation that will never be repeated for, for the rest of my life. I always honor that. The only thing I will not do, I cannot be in proximity to anything illegal should that come up. By anybody with you and I say anybody with you so that I'm not pointing at them most of those folks take that as a hint hey you know don't do stuff around Steve they'll position me in the hall position me away they're always very respectful Joe and again uh, I have a hunch here it's just a hunch that somebody was taking pictures inside of Wayne House that they shouldn't have been and definitely not uh, keeping their end of the bargain he deserves a hundred percent privacy and respect no matter what you think of him or anybody else that hires a bodyguard. There we go. There we go. Straight from the mouth of of, uh, Steve Carmen. Now, Steve, how did you get involved in doing private security for celebrities? You know, it's sort of funny, Joe. It's really about like a word of mouth thing, right? You get to know people. Usually those folks have somebody that travels with them as the main security guy, and then you just sort of get to be friends. Sort of like, uh, I don't know, maybe... uh, it's a weird comparison, I guess, but, you know, college basketball coaches, a lot of them know each other mm-hmm. just by traveling on the circuit and, you know, hanging around. And, of course, if you, if you do a good job, you know, keep your mouth closed, that's a, that's a big plus, too. Um, but, uh, no, I want to stress to everybody, I did not find that with, with Wayne at all. And I would I'd greet him with, with respect today. 
Um, but if you're curious, Joe, if your listeners are curious of the tricks of the trade, I do have a good one. I'm going to let you folks in on it right now. That's okay with you, Joe. Oh, yes. So I was working in the area, and, of course, John Legend comes into town. They're very uh, high thought of, extremely popular, Joe. Oh, just yes. mobbed, and, you know, for a number of reasons, right? And I do like his music. It has nothing to do with the story, but I do, right? And th- this trick is an old one. This is some of the things they do, right? So, you know, you come back, come back from a concert. There's band members. They always want to get to that star, right? And John Legend was not the only one who did this and who still does I'm not giving away a wild secret but they come on the bus it's, it's just full of folks right so you're scanning I'm walking in the crowd making sure you know, no one looks uh, you know, has like Charles Manson eyes or something weird or gone right so the crowd looks pretty good they're waiting they're sort of chanting his name you, know, you, you would love that reception I know I would of course, the band members get off. People are waiting, looking, trying to look in his windows. Jeff, it's sort of a crazy scene. So all of a sudden, he does not come off. The door closes. The lights go out. Joe, and then, of course, the driver waits, starts filling out a logbook. He comes out, starts checking the tires, the chrome, the dash, you know, whatever, on the van. Hey, where's, uh, where's John, right? People have stuff to sign. They're getting ready to mob him. Oh, I don't know. He went in the, in the limo. We're just sort of the, the chase vehicle. I guess he went out to dinner. Joe, that drives away about half your crowd right there. So if you're up to 100, now you're down to 50, maybe 40, because those folks don't believe you, right? The driver does his thing, turns off the lights, starts dozing on maintenance checks, another 20, 25 leave. So after about 30 minutes, Joe, you're down to three or four people in general, maybe three to five. They're waiting. Joe, the driver, walks off, leaves the thing locked, and we walk off. So now you're down to two. We go inside the door, wait. And again, John Legend was the only one that did this trick. But after about another minute or two, the last fan walks off that was getting ready to mob him. Ten minutes later, who comes out of a locked uh, uh, locked uh, bus with a hat on? It's him, there of course, right? He waits, waits out the, the, the crowd. And before anybody thinks, hey, that's uncool, you know, he's not a good guy for meeting people, you know, please understand, he gets mobbed everywhere he goes. Exactly. Yeah, the guy, and he's a nice guy, too, you know? But after a while, you know, you can't stop for two hours for everybody. People have 12 things for him to sign. It's really unfair to ask a guy, right? And uh, so that, that's the story of how he operated at the time. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely see that being an effective method. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're everywhere you, you, you go, you, you've got 100 people trying to get you to, to sign their baby and, and, take, and take pictures and things, which is fantastic, which is fantastic. That's, that's the uh, dream, right? But you, you've got things to do and people to, people to see. Uh, so, uh, so thank you for that first story. Uh, these, uh, so for those just tuning in with us, we are on the line with Steve Carmen from Mystery Friday with Steve Carmen, And Steve calls in every Friday to give us three stories from his career as a private investigator, um, and he ends with a safety tip. We've gotten the first story, which is his uh, his story of Little Wayne and John Legend uh, doing private security for different celebrities. Uh, and Steve, what is story number two? Joe, good, and I may mention this to your listeners before. I cannot remember. I've been asked this so many times all over, but we did some work for the. Of course, you guys get to show Pawn Stars, right? 
there used to be an older guy they just called old man or, or grandpa. Oh yeah, if you remember that guy or not. Oh yeah. Uh, very, very sort of, on the show. He's sort of crudgy, hard to talk to, very sarcastic, right? So I had, I guess, like most people, right? I had seen that show, seen it for years. He's always at the very same way, Joe. You know, when you see somebody like that over and over, you start to believe what? You start to believe that's really him, right? Mm-hmm. So he comes in, we're going to do some security. They don't expect him to be a high target, but more or less just mobbed. Yeah, because he's just, it is a very, very popular show. You know, I start off by calling him Sir. I do my research on him, former Navy veteran. So I'm going to show him, of course, a lot of respect and I'm thinking he's going to pick at me a little bit and maybe hard to deal with. Joe, you could not have met a nicer, more pleasant man. Wow. Uh, he just, just a nice conversationalist, asks questions about me, asks questions about the, you know, the area. Um, just, just totally 100% different than what this show was. Don't want to bust anybody's bubble. But in real life, that's a very nice man. The only thing he asked Joe, and this is leads into something else about the bodyguard business, he did not want to be bugged at where that would be in the restroom, Joe. I mean, who would want that, right? Yeah. Um, he just say, if I go in, can you just, you know give me like a couple minutes? Very, very nice, very easy to to deal with. And uh, so he didn't want to be bugged in the restroom, Joe. You would not believe the number of people in general that bug the stars of celebrities in the restroom when they're doing their business. Wow. Very uncool, I must say. Uh, definitely not somebody you would want to sign an autograph for. And <laughs> I've seen that over and over right. and over. Like so sleep. normally what we do, the star celebrity would go in. I would just stand there and just say, hey, look, uh, club. You know, we have a plumbing leak. I'm a lion, Joe. Sure, I'm lying, but the guy needs two minutes to take care of business. And I've been there for, for tons of celebrities. And also, too, not just that to give them a couple minutes, but, you know, also that you don't want some, uh, you know, problem in, in, in what I call a confined space. Right. If a guy does pull out a gun, you know, that's another security issue. You know, uh, I've always thought that being a celebrity must be so interesting in the sense that you go around and you're doing your business and you're living your, your, your life and then every mistake you make, everything you do is is now on television. Everything is so is <laughs> yeah, so public. Yeah. It's almost sort of a dystopian, a dystopian reality there. It, it is, Joe. Kid, they want to capture any problem anything at a place, you know, they want to catch you at a frustrating moment when you, you know, you may cuss or say something wrong, you know, and God forbid you don't stop for an autograph. You know, they're going to go out and tell a thousand people how, how mean you were after you signed like 900, you know, the, the whole time before. Exactly. It's almost like everyone sees, everyone forgets all the good and then the first bad thing is like, oh, this guy sucks. Uh, so for those Absolutely. just tuning in with us, Absolutely. I am on the line with Steve Carmen. And Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis, though his 30 plus year career has taken him all over the world. He's worked for the White House. He's done private security for various ce- various celebrities. He's uh, the president of the Homeland Security Foundation of, of America. And he calls into our little show every Friday to tell three stories from his career, and he ends with a safety tip. Steve, what is your third story for this Friday? 
Joe, I got a good Morgan Freeman story. Oh it is my great, God. right? I love. So Morgan I do Freeman. not know he's there because I just come in. Somebody else was handling the thing. You know, he wasn't considered like you know under high threat. It was it was all fine. So I'm walking around just taking care of business, right? And there's stars in and out. Someone says, "Hey, look, somebody has a weird voice. We're not sure who that is, right?" Weird voice. Are they yelling or get cussing drunk? No, it just sounds weird. And, you know, we're just trying to figure out who it is. But, Joe, I, I don't know. I don't have anything else to do, right? So I'm sort of wandering around, taking a look at this place, thinking, who has a weird voice? I have no clue, right? So I'm walking around. Can't find anyone that sounds different or odd, Joe. Yeah, I take a lot of time for this. This is how bored I am that night, right? <laughs> so finally, I miss this guy. I don't know where I, I don't know where he was at. Joe in the corner, whatever. So of course, you know, I'm out there in the hall, and all of a sudden I hear the voice. Sort of sounds like Moses or you know God Himself, <laughs> right? Very distinctive. One of the greatest voices ever. Says, "Son, can you show me where my room is?" You know, he says that behind me, right? Joe, I'm thinking Moses himself came down to talk to me, right? Who's calling me son? I turn around. It's him. I am just afraid to be knocked over flat, right? And, of course, you know, I show him. He's a you know, very nice gentleman. Uh, you know, we sit and chat and to talk on the way again. You know, there's no, nothing weird about him. He was not demanding. For all the stories I hear about to him, and I've heard some being negative, Joe, my experience was, was very positive. And in general, Joe, with these celebrities, you know, it's always sort of like people in general. You know, normally, Joe, you get what you give. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're respectful, if you're private, if you stay quiet and sort of out of the way, Joe, for the most part, those celebrities will, will leave you alone. And it, it's a very good deal. It is. And some people just have bad days sometimes. So, so, so you can't just uh, reduce someone to their 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 worst moment, you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, I heard, uh, and I, I verified this too, but there was a person at a bar one time where Mike Tyson was, right? I was not there, Joe, so I did not wait to say it did come out in the press. Tyson's eating dinner. Two guys come up to the window. He's in front of the window. Not the best place to sit, but whatever. It's his dollar, right? They start calling Mike Tyson names. This is back oh, when he yeah. was, you know, really stud boxer. Joe, that's like the biggest mistake in the world, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, those guys normally will, will take a little bit of that because they don't want to be sued. You know, but no, nobody takes that forever. Tyson then jumps up, and here he comes like a raging bull, right? You know, you poke the line in the eye, now you're going to get the attack. Now you're going to so get the Tyson attack. Tyson chases the guy, guy jumps up on the top of a car, Joe, begging and pleading for his life as Tyson's kicking the car, trying to scare him. Oh, it worked, Joe. I think I was terrified. Oh, Absolutely yeah. Absolutely terrified. I mean, and then and then if you're Mike Tyson and at the height of your career, you're worth $300 million. And sometimes it's worth being sued to, uh, to take a, a, a douchebag off his peg just a little bit. Yeah, you know, one of the funniest stories ever, and I was not there for this, but Charles Barkley, people like to sort of poke and pick on him, right? So one time he uh, threw a guy through a plate glass window who oh said some stuff that was very inappropriate. I don't want to mention that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, obviously wouldn't have made anybody mad. Barkley then went to a deposition. He was going to have to pay money, right? 
He knocked the guy through a window. I don't think he should have to pay anything in that, but he was going to pay, right? They asked him, hey, do you have any regrets about this? Thinking he was going to apologize. Barkley in true Barkley fashion goes, I do have a regret. My regret was we were not on the second floor. Hello. Classic Charles Barkley. Hello. That's Classic. all I'm saying. Who cares about this plate glass window? You're worth millions and millions of dollars. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just are willing to, to pay a little bit extra to, to take someone off their off their peg. Uh, so for those just tuning in with us, uh, we are on the line with Steve Carmen uh, for, St- for Mystery Friday with Steve Carmen. Uh, Steve is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis. Uh, though his 30-plus year career in private investigating has taken him all over the world. He has uh, done private security for various celebrities. He's the president of the Homeland Security Foundation of America. He's worked in the Secret Service at the White House. He's done all kinds of cool things, and he calls into our little show every Friday, and he gives us three stories from his career, and he ends with a safety tip. We've gotten our stories about the different celebrities Steve's, Steve has worked with, from Little Wayne to uh, to the old man from, the, uh, from uh, Pawn Stars to... Uh, to uh, uh, Morgan Freeman. And now we will have our safety tip. Joe, the safety tip's going to hit very close to folks, right? Because I can tell you every Christmas time I get a call in January where a credit card number was stolen or a card oh. was taken. And almost always, Joe, sad to say, it was taken at a family event. You know, that oh. will surprise people. Well, Chris, it may not surprise some people, right? But uh, what I'm saying is, is these family members that you may see once every four or five years, it's sad to say, Joe, hope I don't burst anybody's bubble, but do not take for granted that you always know these people because you see them once every five years. Mm-hmm. Ladies, when you bring your person, make sure that stuff is buttoned up or packed away, or you do not bring it at all. It's a very prime time for somebody to get close and take your card, and it happens every year. Oh, yes. Uh, keep an extra eye on Cousin Clyde. He's taking more than just that last scoop <laughs> of mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Steve, for calling in. I look forward to our calls every Friday. Uh, for those just tuning in, we're on the line with Steve Carmen for Mystery Friday with Steve Carmen. Uh, he calls in every Friday uh, to give us three stories from his career as a private investigator, and he ends with a safety tip. And the safety tip for this week is keep your eye on Cousin Clyde. He might steal your credit card. <laughs> And your last croissant. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to play a quick song, and I'll be right back with the First City Forum. Thank you so much, Steve. Bye. First City Forum continues on KTKN. That's something like this by the Chainsmokers and Coldplay. Man, that Chris Martin, what a voice, what a voice, what a talent. Um, so I want to give a few shout-outs to what's going on this weekend. The radio, well, first of all, First of all, first and foremost, we have our uh, the uh, the KTKN is proud to sponsor the Doc Larson Round Robin Basketball Tournament in Wasilla this weekend. Bob Barger is doing the play-by-play for the K High Girls and Boys Basketball Team. Uh, I got to catch a little bit of it yesterday. Uh, so tonight or this afternoon at 1 p.m., we have the girls versus Bartlett, the boys versus uh, the girls versus Bartlett at 1 p.m. The boys versus Bartlett at 4.30. And then tomorrow, the 18th, we have the girls versus Wasilla at 5.15. And the boys versus Wasilla at 7 p.m. We have our station manager, Mike, in the 
in the uh, studio right now. Let's turn him up. How's it going, Mike? Good morning, Joe. How are you? I am doing very well. Are we alive and well today? We are alive and well and live on the air. Have you been out running this morning? <laughs> Not this morning. I went out running last night, and I okay. So I. I slept a little bit late today. Ah. I was on my duvet. It was like a cloud. It was silky. It was beautiful. So I missed my leg day. But what what's going on? I just thought I heard you talking about the the, the uh, um, tournament. I got stuck on that word. So <laughs> yeah, Barger's up there. I talked to him this morning. They were supposed to get quite a nasty storm up in the Anchorage ah. Hill area, but he thinks it's going to blow south. So, you know, they were a bit worried about some of the travel. But it's good, and we're kicking back into the high school sports, um, you know, arena, and I think that's awesome. Uh, we've got quite a few compliments and comments on the, carrying these games. And, of course, the Clark Cochran tournament will be coming up between Christmas and New Year's. Um, I talked to Clark Sloniker uh, yesterday a couple times. He texted me this morning. We've got the bracketing. So we'll be carrying that uh, during the holidays. So it's kind of fun to get back into sports. Get back into sports. I was never a big sports guy. I mentioned it yesterday. The the, uh, the, the high school coaches, they were like vultures. They would swarm me every time I'd walk down the hallway for a lunch. They'd, oh, you're tall. You should join the basketball team. You should join the track team and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not an athletic guy. I love to, uh, to uh, sing and play instruments and do that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Thinking about when I'm watching you run and I see you at night. Some, actually, I was walking the last time I was here as walking down the sidewalk about oh it's late at night past uh-huh, midnight uh-huh. and all of a sudden I see this guy running and so I give you a little wave when you go by and you are so focused and I honked at you yesterday when I passed you running uh-huh. but see those long legs like that would have been great for a forward under the bucket you see you see I so the thing about me is that I did not become athletic until well after high school. Yeah, <laughs> so well, so just so in in high school I was not that, that person. But you know sometimes I do regret not playing sports in in high school because I think I could have gotten a head start on on athleticism. But also maybe I'd had bad I've, I'd have bad knees because right right now my, my knees are nice and spry at 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 a at, yeah. a, at a thirty. So I'm still feeling good. You could have bad <laughs> knees if you got into the wrong sport. That's for sure. So I made a decision when I was a. Uh, between my sophomore and junior year in high school so I got encouraged by some of the guys because I was fast but I didn't play sports in high school I did in I played intramural sports in my first couple years of college basketball mainly but anyway I got I tried out for football and they liked little speedsters Mm -hmm. of course in the backfield so I got the opportunity to play, and I actually made the first string cut for the practices. So I went to my boss. I was working part-time at a little local drugstore, and I was the one that received all the freight and priced everything and put it out on the shelves and then cleared out all the garbage. And back in that day, we had an incinerator in the back behind the store. Oh. So I'd take all the cardboard boxes after we unpacked our freight and go out and burn them every night. And that was a fun thing for me to do. People would walk by and talk to me and I'd be burning cardboard for a couple hours. Anyway, so I tried to talk to Neil, my boss, who still is in Great Falls, Montana. I see him and his wife every now and then and um, told him what I wanted to do. And he says, I don't care if you play sports as long as you're on time for work. And I said, oh, I talked to the coaches and this is the tentative practice schedule. So we we went to practice and the first practice somebody got out of order and the coaches decided we were going to do 20 laps oh and so i didn't have any choice and i was late my first day back and he said i told you when you came and asked me about this as long as you weren't late you're late today so make up your mind you're either going to work or you're going to play football oh and i said i'll work 
There we go. And I'm still working. <laughs> I, you know, I think that's also what kept me out of sports. I do not do well with disciplinary action. Like, uh, like, uh, don't don't punish me because someone else did something. No, no, no. But you know. Whatever. So, but but for those who are into the these sports, we have the round robin basketball game. Which so is that still going on? Is that so? That's, yeah, it's on. Right, it's it's the uh, Doc Doc Larson tournament up in Wasilla. Yes. So it'll happen just this weekend. So that ends. That's just round robin. And that and the last two games, and Bob Barger's calling them for us. Bob's been doing sports <clears throat> around Southeast Alaska for probably almost 40 years wow and uh he's very well known um i've dealt with i've worked with bob before we've called, called games up in anchorage during state tournaments and whatnot and um some of us old guys we get a little rusty because we aren't <laughs> keeping up with the kids like we used to but anyway it's so appreciative because with all the tournaments happening up north we really had trouble finding a play-by-play guy and oh. Barger was working with a guy named Kelly Thompson which anybody around here is familiar with in, in high school sports as well Kelly's tied up doing the tournament in Anchorage um, like Thunder Mountain from Juno I know is playing in that and several others and Barger talked about those during so he's very well known um, and knows a lot about all of the southeast Alaska teams and, and the towns and and he brings a lot of color to the game so I appreciate him doing that and we want to thank our sponsors um, as well I don't have a list of them in front of me or I'd actually do that right now. But, you know, this town is so supportive oh, yes. of sporting activities for our high schools, for the K-High girls and the K-High boys, as are the sponsors in Sitka and Juneau and all of Southeast. So it's fun. I got my sporting adrenaline by getting into radio and being able to do sports play-by-play. It's there really fun. It's, it's something that's a, it's a joy to do. And um, I think it's a talent that I got taught by a very uh, – influential guy who really was knowledgeable about sports in small towns in northern montana just like small towns in southeast alaska anyway thanks to all of our sponsors and like i said i can't mention and by the way we'll be on the phone the next couple days for all of you businesses that are out there listening you'll be hearing from us because we are almost sold out on the clark cochran tournament if you're interested in being a sponsor uh, would you give us a call at the radio station because we only have room for about four more sponsors. Now, what is the Clark Cochran? That's a tournament that's been tournament. going on here forever. Um, I wish I knew more. If if Sloniker's out there listening, he could call us and fill us in on the history. And Clark, you might be. What number does he call? Uh, to two four seven two zero zero zero. That's nine zero seven with the ten digit dial. Yeah, so Clark's right here in town. Two four seven. 2000. Yes. Okay, Clark, if you're listening, if you're not, Julie knows as well. She used to sell it. But anyway, it's it's tied in with the high school sports here, and it'll be K-High and Metlakatla. We'll be carrying all the Metlakatla boys and girls games and the K-High boys and girls. And then I actually had a bracketing. If you want to hang on a second, Joel, go get it. Just since Yeah, you yeah, me. yeah, of course, of course. And, uh, and, uh, and while Mike's grabbing that bracket, I'm going to remind you guys, we have the Christmas cash promotion going on right now with KTKN. So for anyone... Uh, wanting to win an extra uh, bit of change to uh, to 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 supplement your Christmas shopping um, there is a box of shredded cash at Tongish trading right now if you can guess how much cash is in that box you will win that cash unshredded of course so do not miss the Christmas cash pro- cash promotion and and while you're there do some shopping and punch your cars for Merry Merchants and Munch from the Chamber of Commerce 
Good idea, and that is going to last. And we're going to pick up that cash box tomorrow morning, or all the registrations, because we have to take time to go through them. Um, I don't know how much money's in there yet, but we will know tomorrow when we open the envelope. Oh, yeah, so, because the drawing is on the 18th. With the drawing Saturday, tomorrow. There we go. There we're we go. starting at 11, either 11 or 10. I think it's 11. Brittany's out front. She knows that. So get but down anyway, to right and now. And you guys can come down there. We ask you to please wear a mask if you join uh, the crowd to come down and see who wins it. Um, I don't know what Carl's regulations are at Tonga's Trading, but I think it's a good idea that we recommend that you w- come in masked up just in case. And especially, you know, I don't know what's happening with the Omicron and all that around here. I haven't kept up with the local mm-hmm. news, but we just don't want to take any kind of chance, especially when we sponsor something and we're inviting you to come join us and enjoy the fun, the activity. Um, let's just all be safe. All right, so that's enough of my little soapbox on the COVID <laughs> thing. But here's the uh, Clark Cochran uh, Christmas Classic is what it's called, Joe. So the first game is going to be Homer versus the uh, Ketchikan JVs. That'll be that. The second game, and we're carrying these games. We're going to carry Ketchikan and Homer in the girls' bracket, and that will be the first game of the tournament, which I don't even have the dates. Um, I wasn't prepared when I walked in, or I just wanted to thank <laughs> no. everybody for the uh, Doc Larson. And then we'll carry Metlakatlan Palmer. That'll be the second game of the tournament. The third game, for people that want to just go watch it here, will be Valdez against Petersburg. We will not be carrying that in girls' competition. And then the fourth game will be Hutchinson against Ketchikan Girls. That'll be the uh, game four. Um, actually, it is. I do have the dates in here. It's, uh, the lights are a bit dim. I can't quite read. A Thursday, December, that's, oh, thanks, Joe, that helped. Thursday, no, Tuesday, December 28th. Okay, that'll be a 7.30 game, and those games will be carried. Now, this is double elimination. So the winners go into the winner's bracket. The losers go into the loser's bracket. They'll play another loser in that same bracket. And then the one that loses seconds out of the tournament. And that's out. Everybody knows how that works until we get the championship game. And then in the boys' competition, who's coming here, uh, the first game will be Heidelberg. They're going to be playing against... Um, Wilsonville, and that will be on Tuesday at 10.45. Again, that'll be a spectator sport. We won't be carrying that. I'm also not sure of what they're going to allow at the high school gym for attendance. Right. I'm sure they'll let us know, and things can change between now and then. We all know that. Second game we'll be carrying right here at uh, 2.15 in the afternoon on Tuesday, the 28th after Christmas, and that'll be Valdez against Metlakatla. And then we'll skip game uh, five of the tournament, and that's Petersburg and Hutchinson. And then we'll carry the night game, and Unilacleet's down here. Unilacleet is playing the Ketchikan boys. That was one of my favorite um, checkpoints in the Iditarod oh. when I used to work the Iditarod. So um, anyway, we've got people coming from all around, and that is what's happening in the Clark Cochran Classic, which starts on Tuesday, December 28th. Perfect. And for those wanting to join in the Doc Larson round robin, uh, that is once again Friday today, uh, 1 p.m., uh, bo- girls versus Bartlett, and then 4.30, boys versus Bartlett. Then tomorrow, Saturday the 18th, uh, girls versus Wasilla at 5.15, and the boys versus Wasilla at 7. Mike, since you're in the studio, what's for lunch today? That has not even entered my mind. What do you want? You know what I'm going to have? I'm going to drop down to the New York Cafe. They have this really great, it's, 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 it's a loose meat uh, sandwich. I had it yesterday. It's sort of like a homemade sloppy joe, but it's cheesy. It's saucy. It's tangy. It's got the good fries with the salt and the crisp. I'm going to have a nice Coke with it. It's going to be amazing. 
Well, when you go in there, be sure and tell them where you just came from <laughs> so that they know. Because we should be bugging them about uh, advertising their menu. They have very nice food there. They have really good food. And they do a weekly special. It is always something phenomenal. They have a shepherd's pie right now, a, a real shepherd's pie with, with lamb. And then then they have a, a, a forest pie for the uh, for the vegans out there. Now, now, they don't advertise. Do they advertise? with us? I was just going to tell you, this is how we get sideways with our advertising. Oh, <laughs> the, the restaurants that are out there spending money with us don't get this live no, no. testimonial and now we're we're promoting the New York Cafe, but here's why I'm doing it, because we're going to be banging on your door for you guys. To, oh, yeah. And we'll tell you more when they buy ads about what they offer at the New York Cafe. There we go. I happen to be staying at the inn at Creekside, so that's why I can edge my way a little bit with doing that, but we better be careful. There, we, I, I won't mention anything else. But uh, that's where that's where I'll be after the, after this broadcast. The freedom of the mic. This is called the control room, and you, Joe Williams, are in control. Have a good day. Thank you so much. That, that's Mike Clasby in the studio. Let's hear it for him. A round of applause. Uh, so once again, thank you guys for tuning in to the first city forum. Do not forget to drop by Tongas to uh, to uh, make your guess as to how much Christmas cash is in the box that will be picked up today, and the drawing will happen tomorrow. So make your way down there right now uh, and and punch your Merry Merchants and Munch card. Every $10 you spend with Merry Merchants and Munch, you get a punch and you're entered to win... um a, uh, a uh, free uh, free flights with Alaska Airlines. There's various cash prizes. So each card is worth one hundred dollars. Each dollar, each ten dollars you spend is a punch. Uh, so please go ahead and and do that and join us t- tomorrow when we make our drawings for the Christmas cash giveaway. We just had a really great giveaway. Uh, the uh, passport to Portugal. Puerto Vallarta, where Aaron Rupert won that prize. So, uh, shout out to her. And uh, and yeah, so don't miss our latest promotion. Um, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. Oh yes. So for those looking for something to do tonight, um, our very own Tracy Brown has a phenomenal '80s cover band, Woody's Finest Hour, and they will be rocking out the totem tonight. And I cannot wait to go down and get my boogie on. Uh, and 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 uh, and they usually do some sort of '80s. Uh, costume contest I'm not sure if it's 80s costume this this time or if it's Christmas costume but uh, Woody's Finest Hour is going to be rocking out the totem and then don't miss my band uh, K-Funk next Thursday at the Creek Street Cabaret uh, Mike has uh, has done up a great menu uh, Ravi Lobster Lobster Ravioli Oh there we go And and all kinds of cool things Uh, So please uh, join us for all the different things Thank you for tuning in to the First City Forum Have a great weekend And I'll be back with you on Monday Goodbye